0: Hey everyone, this is Austin Scher here with We Write About Music, and today I'm speaking with Mike Montre. Him and his band have just released a fantastic new record called Searching for My Soul, and I'm super excited to talk to them all about it. Mike, I want to sincerely thank you for you know coming on today. How are you? What's going on?
1: I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, man. What's news? You know, uh, Well, we're looking forward to uh, this album coming out. Um and getting playing some shows uh, in support of it and hopefully um, you know it gets across the way that uh, it came out of us.
0: I hope so I mean it deserves to Um, like (laughs) I said before we started recording I've listened to it a couple times through um, and I mean I love the single that we reviewed for you uh, you know a little bit back as like a teaser but no really listening to this entire record it is it's it's beautiful from start to finish. It feels like I haven't listened to an album that's cohesive and gives you like that album experience in so long, um, and right. this really delivers on that. So the yeah. first thing that I, yeah, the first thing that I'd really love to hear from you is what is it all about? Is it a series of individual stories or is it one sort of overarching message throughout the record?
1: Well, I think, um... You know, I, I brought this up, I was talking to somebody about it, but uh, it's actually a common theme in my own uh, songwriting is that like, I will write songs, Even this can even happen within one individual song, but in this yeah. case, I think it's even more so in a group of songs, but like, you're writing about something and I don't know that you always have it um, as specific as you might um, think. And then when you're done and you reflect on it, there's like this kind of universal thing that comes out of it. And I think it really, what it speaks to is that like anytime that you're an artist of any kind, whether you're writing a song or painting a picture or whatever, what you're creating is, is a product of that period of time in your life. Like no matter what your motivation is, it's still that you can't take that part out of it. Right. And so, even though you might be uh, consciously or subconsciously or whatever formulating, be it the feel of the music or the lyrics, etc., you wind up kind of like afterwards being like, okay, that makes total sense, like uh, that, that all kind of ties itself together. So, for this particular album, I think, um, uh, definitely has to your specific question i think it is kind <laughs> of more like smaller stories that then come together to create one narrative of sure that brings them together right but it's, it's but it's,
0: it's exactly reflecting different. a period of your life right yeah. got it yeah. So then you have this as almost like a time capsule to look back on in the future, you know, and then you, sure. you learn from it, you grow from it, and hopefully there's more music on the way. You can kind of move forward through the ages with it. Of course. Of love course. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, the, the instrumentation on here is beautiful. I'd love for you to sort of give a shout out to the band who performed on this. They did an amazing job. Um, you know, how, how, did it yeah. look, how did it look putting this all together?
1: Uh, well, so we had um, Jen Augustine on vocals, uh, Anthony Duke on bass guitar, Brian Prokop on drums, Jack Stanton on pedal steel guitar, and John Ginty on the organ piano stuff. And we did have um, some horns on a few songs. Those mm-hmm. uh, That was, that was uh, Hayden Wright and Chris Gold. Now, the way that that came together, most of those players play in my band usually um, okay. to begin with uh, John Ginty was on the record we did a few years back called john street he um he plays and tours with several acts like the almond Betts band he's now doing this almond Brothers like revival thing he's off, oh, nice. and he's just been he's like an epically great <laughs> uh, hammond b three player like sure, sure. Really, you know. One of the best. Um and the rest of the band also fantastic musicians. Um and but they they're playing with me even more frequently than when we play together. And they uh they were the ones that I brought in to make the record and it was produced by Mark Sworski, who's uh who's done a lot of great stuff himself, and I think collectively he and I kind of had I let him kind of come up with some ideas more so than I have in the past when I've done Mm -hmm. this stuff um, about production and and things like that. And I think it really got to a place that was new and interesting and and gave these songs a lot of life. That's amazing. I mean,
0: it sounds like you obviously have an incredible team behind you to make this possible. The production is, is fantastic. Mark did an incredible job. Um, and it just, it sounds so nice. Like I would urge everyone who listens to listen on a nice pair of headphones because there's so many subtleties and it just kind of pops. This isn't like a play on your laptop type record. I, yeah, yeah, I would urge everyone to not do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Another another major standout for me is that, you know, it's it's seven songs long, but it does a great job of blending together different styles and genres. I know there's no right answer here, but if you've sort of had to give like an elevator pitch of how you would describe this record to the person that you know hadn't listened to you before, what would you call it?
1: Well, I mean, that's a good point. I've kind of always been that kind of a songwriter of like varied uh, influences and genres. But yeah. my my publicist went with Americana, rock, and soul. Uh, Because there is a soul vibe to it, you know, that is in there. And the Americana stuff with the B3 and the pedal steel is there as well. So I think, and I actually think that's a thing that like um, you're hearing. I mean, not to get too long winded about it, but the reality (laughs) is that as like music has evolved, right. And it got to a point where we could listen to whatever we wanted to somewhere in like the 60s and 70s people started to just get pounded with so many different styles of music right exactly. and then all of a sudden genres just they don't even they almost don't even exist it's like uh and, and Great just point. making music that's brought on by everything but before that it was harder because yeah you couldn't hear everything yet right No, so, i'm
0: i'm thrilled um, that you say that because i bring that up all the time i just think like with the future that we're in in production everything can right. sound like everything there isn't right. just rock music there isn't just country music everyone is pulling from everyone and it even comes down to like the marketing angle of you trying to capture an audience of like, right. oh, well, if you like a little bit of this, then you're gonna like a little bit of this. But yeah, no, but on the grand scheme of it, I do think that like Americana rock soul is the perfect way to kind of sum it up for someone that hasn't listened. Because it does, sure. those are right at the forefront. Obviously the more you listen, the more you uncover. So you know, you gotta listen to uncover more. That's, that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Now, uh, how long did it take you to put this together from start to finish?
1: uh okay yeah whatever in september um you know it wasn't that long it moved along faster than i thought that it would uh originally i met up with mark i met mark when i sang on a duet of the pogue song fairy tale of new york (laughs) Um, it was a, it was a uh, remake of it by this woman, Helen O'Shea. She asked me to sing the yeah, the duet part, and so I went to the studio, and this was, uh, I think, um, early 2021, maybe, or, okay. or just after like the pandemic's worst period had passed. And, sure. uh, and he was producing it, and that's where I met him. And so Got it. I talked that day, and uh, and I kept in my mind, I was like, you know, I'm interested in maybe working with Sky see what's up, and so I think it was like January of this year that I talked to him and I was like, you know, what can we do? Can we get originally? I was just going to do like max three songs, just just to record with him to see how they came out, right? Sure, and sure. And so I got my band together and we kind of rehearsed three songs, and uh, and then once we had the studio time booked and everything was getting set up, I was like, you know, man. We might as well like get more than that because once you're there you know, I, I know <laughs> right. you are with the process but it's like yeah it's a uh, of course it, you get you get going so so i was like let's you know i got more songs what about these and we worked them out and um and then it, we got them day it really i mean we only spent i want to say like three days in studio um to get oh. it all done, a lot of it was done live. Oh, okay, know, in, in, like, isolated rooms and stuff, and then we would we would still overdub some stuff. But like to get that live feel, uh, with that's kind of how we tracked it. So, um, in that sense, I guess if you want to go back to when he and I first seriously talked about doing it, maybe that was like January, right? So uh, here we are in uh, September and there it is i guess 10 months that's a good amount of time well obviously
0: it worked out um and you know you also mentioned that you've got some shows coming up i'd love for you to plug what you've got coming up in terms of live shows and what that looks like for you guys
1: yeah uh well we just came back from nashville we did a show at americana fest in nashville uh, oh nice preemptively supporting the record release but but uh This Saturday, we're doing uh, Asbury Fest in Asbury Park, New Jersey. That's where we're actually kind of releasing the album, if you will. Yeah. Um, And uh, then Sunday the 25th, we're doing another festival called the Raritan River Fest. That's in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, And then after that, we got a bunch of stuff lined up. Some of the dates are still pending, like we plan to do New York City, Philadelphia, uh, October, November. Um, Gotcha but I'm waiting for those to fully be locked in to uh, promote them. Right. Well, where, as where as are you normally based out of? We're in New Jersey. Okay. Um, got it. Got it. So these two will be local gigs and then we'll uh, we'll get out a little further from that. Uh, nice.
0: Cool. Well, hypothetically speaking, what does the next year of your life look like? Do you foresee more music coming out or are you just kind of playing it by ear? Or do you have certain goals in mind?
1: Uh, well, I think this music will have a pretty long shelf life, even though it's not the way things used to be. Uh, like, meaning, I For now, it will have three or four years. But I'd like to give it like I, I anticipate uh, that come the spring and the summer of next year, that's when it will get particularly busy on the, on the gigging front uh, sure, sure. Uh, more so because this winter months tend to be a little slower and, yeah. uh, and I think if we gear up and we get this album out now and we do the stuff we're doing right now we'll be in a good position to set up for that and kind of really get out there even further with it um, and play various hopefully usually play a bunch of festivals in the summer and stuff like that so we'll try and get even expand that even further nice
0: well, as far as future music goes, do you have any idea if there might be any experimentation happening, or are you, t- are you the type of artist that's always working on the next thing, like unreleased demos or just you know writing things down?
1: Well, I always have like um, a lot of, I am always kind of writing songs in one way or another. Uh, sure.
0: Can't really turn that off. So-
1: yeah, well, yeah, there's a whole back catalog of stuff that just never made its way out to the world. Um sure. so there's always that. Um but I would like to but I also, you know, I think I've I've learned in my years of doing this that um I I you kind of can devalue some of the stuff when you oversaturate. Oh. The stuff. Completely. Like and it's like it's like I mean, I used to listen to a lot of Ryan Adams albums, if you're familiar with Ryan Adams. Sure. Uh, and, but he, at one time, it was just like, were, I think the one year he put out like four records and I was like, dude, I can't keep up with this. I don't have enough, <laughs> it's not enough time in my <laughs> life to listen to everything that's happening. And it's, yeah. to that end, it's like, you gotta put yourself, I know it's hard to do, to be, right. to be an artist and to be the person seeing it from the other side. But to some extent, it's like, yeah especially nowadays where there's so many things that could take control of your attention in the moment. Right. If you're trying to shove like four albums at somebody in the span of a year, it's forget it. That's why oftentimes now the recommendation is just put out one song at a time. Like, uh, yeah. And, but then I, that's tricky too, because like you said, you listen to this thing. And even though it's only however many songs it is, it still feels like you're listening to an album, which I kind of like
0: um well it's it's a matter of being introduced to it at a certain time if you for example if you put out these seven songs one month after the other people are living their lives they're having they're having different experiences with that song when they listen to it you know what i mean i think there's something is i'm almost positive there was only one song released before the actual album on this one so for the most part you're listening to it fresh for the first time when you release these singles, which, listen, that that has its time and place in music, and I understand that's the way that the industry is going, my personal preference is to listen to something in full for the first time with no expectations, and I can form my own opinion, but I understand that. For the most part, that's not the way that it is, but I think that it should be. <laughs> but you know, I'm with you, man. I, I uh, can I can rant right. all day about it, but I think <laughs> oversaturation. No, to your point on oversaturation, I feel that with singles too. Yeah, if you have an if you want to put out four or five albums in a year, go for it. Like I think that they'll right. probably lose quality at some point, but the singles feel the same. Where it's like people just put out. Halfway decent songs to have more content to post about.
1: Well, Yeah, right. That, you're totally right about that. That's happening with everything, man, from yeah. Netflix to anything. It's just like <laughs> they feel like they need to just pump content. Right. And I mean, I said that to somebody years ago when this all started. I was like, sure. Most of this stuff's going to suck because the compromise yes. they're making on quality is, is yeah. just, it's inevitable, you know? And yeah. uh, I totally agree with you, man. But I, I also feel like, it's almost becoming like this uh that's becoming like the more niche market perspective of people who really love to listen to music like oh a hundred percent saying like because most that, people that's, what that's becoming right
0: most people don't pay close attention to enough to realize what's happening because they're either not involved in it or it's just like oh yay my favorite artist put out a song last month and a song this month and 27 albums last year it's all it's all up to personal preference but uh yeah i know what you're saying it's 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 complicated there's there's no right answer so
1: no no there isn't there never is
0: there never is um i have a couple more questions for you and this is actually kind of similar i want to know what are you listening to is there anything that you've listened to lately that has really grabbed your attention
1: uh yeah um i mean there always is uh and sometimes it's new stuff sometimes it's old stuff but i'll be honest with you the first uh, and then, and oftentimes it doesn't really align at all with the kind of music that I make. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, I think that's for the better. First one. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm into every. There's very few genres of music that I, I don't listen to. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in everything. Um. But so first, first band I'll, I'll mention is, uh, was actually, I was turned on to by my 10 year old son. Uh, and that's a band called Cage the Elephant. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, rock band and uh, I really have been digging their stuff um, I mean I knew a couple of their songs like from like hearing them and passing and, and uh, yeah they have some radio back, hits
0: and stuff
1: yeah right those songs I was familiar with but then like I started like listening to more of it and I was like these guys are pretty good man and uh, and then I saw them uh, this festival that they have in Asbury Park we went to it's called See Here Now and they mm-hmm. played at it amongst so many other great bands and yeah uh, and the show was great too. So that was cool. I was, uh, you know, it's, uh, as it, as it comes full circle, um, other stuff that I'm listening to right now. Uh, I really like the stuff that, uh, Billy strings is doing. Oh yeah. Um, with his really coming with his up. Americana stuff. Totally. Yeah. Um, that stuff is great always. Um, and what else have I been, uh, dialing up, uh, um, I liked the new uh Tedesky Trucks Band record. They put oh, out they're too. great, they had, like the multiple layer thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Derek Trucks, is like from another planet, totally. Um,
0: have you've seen music. that, have you seen them live before?
1: Yeah, I've seen them oh, live. Killer show, um, he's just uh, a monster.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, so I, I've, been, I've been i mean i always liked them anyway but like they did just put this recent uh thing out where it was like interactive visual stuff mm-hmm. too where was, like on youtube and stuff i was checking that out that's pretty cool
0: nice well based on your recommendations i don't usually do this but i would recommend that you check out a band called goose have you heard of them before oh yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay I, it's, that's funny that you oh, like because <laughs> i'm a big uh I'm a big fish fan, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For years. Like, I've seen him a ton of times. I actually, it's, and I love, like, I, I once played in, the my first band that I formed was more of like a jam, prog kind of band. Uh, and we were called Water back in the early 2000s. Yes. Uh, and I've always loved that kind of music, especially when it's done right. Like, um, I think that over time, that scene, got saturated with a bunch of bands that just wanted to jam forever and like there was no like songs happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, and it's funny because Goose was presented to me in various ways by people. And at first I was just like, is this going to be another one of these bands that, yeah, they're all great players. I'm not taking anything away sure, from these sure. guys, but, uh but will I actually like their songs enough to want to put them back on? That was that was kind of yep. where I was at, right? Great point. And, um yeah, and I I did and then I not gave, but then I checked it out, man. And um, they got some pretty good songs. I, I agree. I, I, I was digging it. Yeah,
0: I've had their album that came out this year called Drip Fields. It's just been yeah, on yeah, yeah. nonstop. Really enjoy it. If you haven't listened to yeah. it in full, I I would recommend it to everyone. No,
1: I checked it out. I did, yeah. I, and uh, it, it, it is good. I agree. That's uh, awesome.
0: That's cool. Nice. Uh, well, Mike, I've got one more question for you. And basically the question is, is for the person that is going to discover you from this and for the person that is going to listen to your music for the first time, what is an opening message that you'd like to say to them?
1: Um, wow. That's, um, I would, I guess, uh, I guess I would want them to know, and this is true for any uh, music that I've ever made. I would want them to know that, like, how far, like, how deeply, like, this comes from where it comes from, <laughs> comes from my soul. It was searching for my soul to name right. of the album. It's like, but it's true. I mean, like, uh, I don't really make music that doesn't come from that place. Like, and throughout my entire career, and uh, and I think that. There's a value in that that people can feel. And that's maybe the difference between the music that has like longevity and stands yeah. the test of time, you know? Because again, you know, it's not to necessarily knock anything that happens, but like you get catchy melodies that come and go and and they just never really come back, yeah. right? But they're still good songs in, in, the, All in, the, the, in the moment, right? But. But I think that's the thing, like people, they they feel that attachment to where it's coming from and that's where this is always coming from. So um, hopefully that's something that they can attach to and kind of feel, you know.
0: I think that's a great answer and a perfect wrapping up point. Mike, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. This has been great. Please let me plug your music for you one more time. The album is called Searching for My Soul. We will have links in the article so that people can listen and share and follow along and do all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I sincerely thank you for your time. This has been great. Have an amazing you know rest of your day and uh, you know some great shows coming up too.
1: Right on, man. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thanks, Austin. See
0: you later. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.